0: you are tuned into your voice your power with anika real lives real stories and real hope through transformational leadership you have entered the safe zone the safe space for creatives executives business owners dreamers and leaders of the new school sharing tips tools and resources to thrive with authenticity as authorities on a global scale. Transformation is power, and so is your truth. Stay tuned for The Real Deal with Anika and her guests. Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. Today, we have another power panel, and it is global. We have someone from the Netherlands on the panel today, but we are talking about identifying strengths that promote success, and I want you to think real hard about your strengths, you know, your strengths, your needs, your weaknesses. These are conversations that are constantly trending, especially in the remote, digital, and global age. We are competing with people across the world versus competing with people just in our neighborhood for jobs, for for gigs, for contracts. So it's, it's great to identify your strengths, but also being able to translate that to attain your goals. So we're going to get into deep discussion, but as you know, we like to keep it light. So I want to introduce our first guest, Eddie Johnson, who's been on here before. Hey, Eddie.
1: Hey, 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 how are you?
0: Good, good. So glad to have you back.
1: Good to be here. I'm looking forward to this talk today. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yes, it is. Tell the world who you are and what you do.
1: Yes, I am Eddie L. Johnson. I am a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of E4 Inspiring Motivations. And basically, Anika and the world, um, I work with leaders who struggle to find real success and who want to identify the best qualities of their authentic self so that they can show up, make a difference through purpose, which leads to meaningful fulfillment in life and continued success. And I also train leaders to successfully break through adversity, uh, which positions them to adjust and remain productive in their personal and professional lives.
0: I'm addicted to that word breakthrough, love it, because there's a lot of times in life when we think we've broken through, and then something else hits, and and we talked about that last time, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, I learned how to overcome that obstacle, what's this obstacle all about, and and that's growth, that's just growth.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I can't wait, I can't wait to dig a little deeper. Uh, Next, I want to um, introduce Charlotte, Charlotte Nicholson, can you tell
2: the world who you are and what you do? Hi, thanks Anika. Yes, so I am a transition success coach and I'm a Brit living in the Netherlands and I really help global leaders reach peak performance more consistently in a global working environment. So what we try and do is really address the the opportunity cost of success. So that's really that success gap. So that you can find more balance and fulfillment in everyday life, which, when you're living a global life, can be a little bit challenging. So, so that's what I do, and I'm also a corporate trainer. So I'm really helping um, organizations um, with transition and really thrive through uncertainty. Trending topic as is- well. I love to talk
0: about the Great Recession and it's just real. So, you know, corporate is starting to lean a little bit more on executive coaching and organizational development, even small businesses. You know, this is something that we, we have to immerse ourselves in because it's just real. That is how the workforce is shifting and growing. And we got to be innovative and open to change. So I can't wait to hear this conversation. And next we have Sherry Mitter. Did I say that right, Sherry? Mitre. Mitre. All right. Sherry Mitre, tell the world who you are and what you do. Hi. Well, thank you
3: for having me on uh, the podcast today. I'm excited about this group discussion. And I this is my favorite topic, talking about strengths. I'm a Gallup-certified strengths coach. So this is my jam. This is what I do. And I love to help people tap into their God-given talents so that they can then use them to succeed in whatever they want to do, because we can all get to the mountaintop, but we have to take our own path to get there. And that's what I love to share with people. Um, And I primarily work with leaders of, sometimes I call them the accidental leaders, those people that were really good at their career. And then all of a sudden they find themselves leading a team. And I've worked with everybody from uh, small business owners to you know, entrepreneurs, to teachers, <laughs> to right now I'm working with a group of firefighter ca- and captains um, and just helping them realize that, yes, you do have leadership qualities, but you just need to figure out how to lead your own way. Um, I'm also podcast host of Navigating your, your Leadership, where we talk about all things strengths and again, just figuring out your way to lead I love working with teams and helping them create those high-performing teams, but it starts, it starts at the top. It starts with the leader first and then trickles down into the whole team aspect. Um, and it all centers around knowing your strengths.
0: So I want to start with you because you just spoke my language talking about Gallup. Can you identify your definition of strengths and why it's important to take such assessments as Gallup. Can you explain that to our audience, please?
3: Absolutely. So Gallup's definition of the talent, which is what they really measure, and I'll come back to that in a minute, is how we naturally think, feel, and behave. And I look at it as it really is your thumbprint. Like we were born with these qualities and there were so many times we can even go back and look, it's like, oh yeah, as a kid, I used to do that. Or, you know, as a a teenager that showed up or as a young adult, but many times those natural talents are not encouraged. (laughs) And I always give the example. Now I have a five-year-old, we're blessed with four and a a new one on the way, grandchildren, and my uh, second granddaughter, she is five years old. And of course, she's never taken the assessment, but I'm pretty sure she has what's called woo, which is winning others over. She is the most adorable child, but she loves to talk. She loves to cuddle. She loves to snuggle. And she gets in trouble at school a lot. So, (laughs) so, her natural talent of woo, which will help her someday, is getting stifled. And I already see this happening in kindergarten because she's being told, don't talk so much. Addie, now's not the time to do that. Addie this, Addie that. And that's what happens to us. So a lot of times, even though we've been born with these talents, they're not encouraged. So we forget about them. And that's where an assessment like Gallup's Strengths Finders or Clifton Strengths used to be called Strengths Finders. Now Clifton Strengths comes in because it in black and white identifies your natural talents.
2: And um, what about Martin Seligman's AuthenticHappiness.org? He's, he's also got a brief strengths test. Have you ever come across that one?
3: I'm not familiar with that one at all. Yeah, it's,
2: no. it's, it's recently been mentioned to me and it's mm-hmm. about. He, he measures 24 different strengths and then gives you out a list. And I was just curious about it because it, it was yeah. new for me as well.
1: You know, and, you're, talking, you're talking about strengths, Sherry. Um, you know, I think when I think about strengths and, and I've actually did the uh, Strength Finders, the Gallup Strengths, and I'll tell you the way I look at it is when we understand what those things are, we, the way I look at it, we actually gain a power that we didn't know that we had and that's a really cool thing you know and it when we know what those things are that we're good at doing and that's just literally just natural to us and everything we can literally show up in a totally different way than we than we showed up before in life because we know how to show up in the best version of who we are
3: but somebody's now telling them that that is a talent Uh, that is the strength now use it go use it for the good (laughs) you know go use it out there in the world and share your gifts and talents with others so it it just becomes so empowering to people when they see that and they start to really realize it and then they start to figure out like well now how do I use those talents how do I use those strengths to achieve whatever it is that they're looking to achieve
1: absolutely
2: I think there's an element of self-belief as well as you're saying it's sort of kicks in the confidence but then comes self-belief and then actually you you end up becoming the person that you always wanted to be because you've got that little extra boost
3: and it's really the person you've been but again it goes back that maybe that talent hasn't been nurtured or you just didn't even know it so many times you know in life we look at what's wrong with us and we're always comparing. To everybody else's strengths and talents. And we're wondering, well, why don't I have that? Why can't I do that? Or that's so hard for me. And this takes that different spin that And that's again, what Gallup was based on is positive psychology. Don Clifton was one of the, you know, first people to really embrace positive psychology. And it's all based around that. It's let's study what's right with people.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, another thing too, to add to that Sherry is the fact that Many times the strengths that we um, we demonstrate and that we're showing, they're strengths based off of what other people said we're good at doing, versus what we're really good at doing was natural and innate to us. And I think that's the part that many of us miss out on, and we go through life thinking that you know, hey, I'm good at this because someone said I was good at doing it, or someone um, taught me something, right? But deep down inside, your real strengths are your real strengths. And when we understand what that is, again, I go back to that power. You know, I think we have a strength, but man, we gain a power when we know what that is. So, yeah.
3: It's funny. I do call it your superpowers. My husband hates that. (laughs) He he sees them now, but that it just goes. I, I, I feel like it is our superpowers, you know, when we know them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's
1: funny you say that because um, I have a program and I use um, uh, strength finders as one of the uh, assessments. And the way I look at it is, hey, when you know what your strengths are, you have a power. But when you know what your strengths are and your your gifts, your spiritual gifts um, and everything that's a component of my program, then you gain a superpower because those are two powerful things about yourself, that's very unique to you, it's your thumbprint and no one else has that alignment the way that you have it.
2: I love that. Very true. I I think something that I'd love to add is that once you truly discover your strengths or at least lean into them, they're effortless. I mean, I I take back the comment that you both said about often we're told what our strengths are. I mean, think back to school. Our teachers used to pick out certain things and, and say that we were good at it. Then our parents maybe piggybacked off it. And maybe we never really felt it inside because it was an effort for us to show up showing that strength because it, it was sort of nearly inherent. We had to be in a particular way. But I actually think when you're actually leaning into a true strength, it is effortless. And that's when you know that you're in your sort of, sort of zone of genius, really. You're just you're in that place where you can achieve great things.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, we call it the flow. On those days, and even for somebody listening, if you've never taken, you know, the Clifton Strengths assessment, I mean, I highly suggest you do. It's just so insightful, and I don't get paid to say that to anybody, but <laughs> I just so believe in it. But um, if you just think about those days when you feel like you were in the flow, those days that time elapsed, like you just you have no concept of how much time you spent on it because you were so in that zone and you loved what you did, and maybe at the end of it, your thought was, that was awesome, when do I get to do that again? You, you're using your strengths, whatever that activity was, think of those days, and you can look back and think, what was I doing? How was I thinking? How was I behaving? What was I feeling? You're using your strengths in those times versus those other days that were just like, oh, I'm exhausted, I don't wanna do this anymore. Um, you know, we, get to burn out quicker when we're not using our talents and strengths. Um,
2: so it's- I think it's the difference between a push and a pull really, right? You know, right. you're, you're pulled. It's, it's a, as you say, it, there is the element of flow where you lose that concept of time, but it goes back to hill.
3: Right. 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 And you can easily take people up the hill with you.
2: Well, I think it's contagious. So, yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I I do a lot of work with with energy and and not sort of, let's say, spiritual energy, but more energy to do with with how we think, feel and act. Um, And and there's a saying that energy is contagious. And that's totally right. If you're with somebody who's really inspiring or let's say is really playing to their strengths, my goodness, does it become very attractive for you? And you get really sort of attuned with them and you start actually behaving in a different way and vice versa. So if somebody is, let's say a total energy drain, you know, that moaning myrtle in your team or that dismal Desmond, it's amazing (laughs) the impact that has on you and it drags you down and you're there thinking, oh my goodness, where did I get to this place? So you're totally right. Those, if you're you're working with people who really work with their strengths, it's an incredible bubble to be in. And and you're able to to sort of really play into that as well. Mm
3: -hmm. And I think that, oh, go ahead, Anika.
0: Sorry, I wanted to just bring up, there was a strength that I had that most of mine weren't surprised, but one of them was, and it is a collector on the strengths Clifton test. It was a collector. And I said, you know, my family calls it hoarding. There's actually, it's a strength. But no, it says that somebody that likes to do research, somebody that likes to, you know, keep information or just, you know, hoard it. I just want to give permission to all of those other hoarders out there who are intellectual hoarders or people hoarders. You know, you always have those people in your life and you don't exactly know when they're going to, you know, play their role or whatever. You just, you're always just gathering, just gathering people, things, information. You never know when you're going to need it, but it goes with intuition. You know, you're intuitive, you're creative. You know, I remember when I was four years old, my mom asked me, what did I want to be? And we mentioned parents and and people telling us what we're good at. And I said, the boss. And I've never heard the end of it. But the point is, you know, until I became an entrepreneur, it was like, I knew back then that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know at four years old what it was called. But also, we also let people kind of um, mold us you know, like Charlotte said, or or it might even been Sherry, you know, I was a clarinet performer, performer. I got a scholarship in music. I did not love the clarinet. I just, it was a God-given talent. I was, I could pick it up, I could play it. So I said, oh, I want to play for Disney. But that was not what I wanted to do. It was effortless, but it wasn't, yes, it is a strength, but it doesn't mean that that is the strength. You know, for me, it's more about people, you know, Now it's more solving problems. I get into flow, Sherry, when I am uh, building a system or doing assessments or, you know, investigating or doing something. I've realized it's not even just about people, but it's solving problems. And for some of us, it has taken two careers. and, And Sherry, in your introduction, you mentioned something that reminded me of Eddie, because I've heard Eddie's story before of how he was in one career and then shifted. And it was kind of a drastic shift. But I want everybody to know that that's kind of how it goes. You know, everybody thinks that you go to college, you're supposed to figure out what you're you're good at. You're not gonna know yet. It's gonna be some snafus in there before you figure it out. And that is perfectly fine. But if you do manage to take one of these assessments, it will literally guide you in the right direction so that you kind of give yourself that okay, give yourself that permission to really hone into those things that you know that you're good at, that you want to do without listening to the outsiders.
3: I love everything you just said, Anika. And I think it's so true that I remember having, and actually it was a coach that coached me in Clifton Strengths. Um, He played a huge part in me becoming a certified coach, but I remember being with him and this was, I was in direct sales at this point. He was uh, a mentor within the company. And I remember he had done the Clifton Strengths. He had done DISC. He was in the Enneagram. If it was out, he probably did the spiritual gifts. Like if it was a legit assessment out there, he had done it that year, but I remember how filled with joy he was and confidence and him saying to me, you know, I feel like my cup is so overflowing now. Cause I know exactly who I am at my best. So I'm so ready now to pour in and give to others. And he was already a fabulous coach. But for him to say that, and that is just really stuck in my head that I think in order to, for us to be the best versions of ourselves at whatever we're doing, we need to take time to figure out who are we at our best, take the assessments, take the time to do that. And then spend quiet time. And then you can go and pour out into others.
1: I love that. You know, and, and what you just said, actually, that was me. You know, uh, I did the disc, I did all these different assessments. And when I did um, Clifton um, Clifton Strimps, I wasn't surprised, but I was surprised because it was right there in front of me, clearly stated. And as I'm reading this, it was like really reading a bio of myself, right? And I think when we're taking these assessments like these, we have to embrace it. For what it really is, you know, this is who you are, and you know what was interesting. So, like positivity um, is my number one strength, right? Um, and I remember after doing strengths, I remember going back several months later and looking at this. I was like, man, there's some similar stuff going on here, but this is really who I am. And you mentioned earlier about, you know, when we're operating our steps, you know, we're in flow, you know, we're feeling happy and jovial and all those kind of things there. It was our best day. I think when we take that time, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, um, when we take that time to find out, hey, when was I feeling my best? What was I doing? You know, it puts us in a position to take control of who we are. And I think that's the part that many times we're missing is that we're not taking control of who we are because we don't know who we are. So so, yeah, I I agree with you. It's 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 really a great thing to be able to just like you said, Charlotte, lean in.
2: I think I think that's it. So I'm just piggybacking off both of you. I think that's really important. Um, and, and on assessments, I'm going to introduce a different one um, rather than just the strengths. Yes. <laughs> I'm throwing in a curveball here that um, there is a brilliant assessment called the Energy Leadership Index. So you're you're nodding, Sherry. Have you heard of this already? So the, this is also about strengths and weaknesses, but it's it's a different one. So often assessments sort of really, they're personality-based assessments. So they tend to pigeonhole you in a particular box and then you act accordingly. The, the great thing with the energy leadership assessment is that it's an attitudinal assessment, meaning the attitude clearly is subjective and it's also changeable. And the assessment gives you a snapshot in time of how you show up today. And it really looks at your attitudes, perceptions and beliefs that are both conscious and unconscious. So it's really like holding up a mirror to yourself and seeing yourself on a much, much deeper level. And what's brilliant is it shows you um, in two ways. So when stress is affecting you and when everything is going well. And with that, you're then able to sort of see and better understand why in certain moments you're not showing up at your best and at other times you're shining. So maybe maybe at work, you are totally in the flow. You're able to sort of get into it. You're creative, you're innovative, everything's going amazingly. And yet you step into the home environment and suddenly you're triggered. You know, (laughs) you're finding it difficult to make easy decisions, uh, you feel stuck, you feel lethargic, you feel apathetic, you're not showing up at your best anymore. It's still you, two different situations, two different ways of perceiving the situation and with that can have a serious impact in terms of your abilities, how you show up with confidence and how you feel about yourself as well. So it's, it's a brilliant assessment and it goes nicely alongside the strengths because it gives a slightly different dimension to it.
3: I love that. I am not familiar with that, but I'm just thinking, I know Eddie mentioned earlier, the spiritual gifts is like, again, to really know yourself, like what if you, if you got off of this uh, podcast, go take the Clifton Strikes Assessment, look up the Energy Leadership Index and take your spiritual gifts. Like you'll be unstoppable because you'll know how you show up and the best version of yourself in whatever situation and I was also thinking too Charlotte I was listening to you with the how you show up at home and how at work and at home and I think for today in this environment we've been in in the last year (laughs) the two are so intermingled people don't know wait am I am I at work am I at home I mean we were laughing before we hit record I said my cat's probably going to make an appearance here because I'm in my home office so it's such an interesting because so many people it's so muddied and it's causing so much stress and anxiety, I think for so many people. So to take that, I think would be very intriguing to see how that, how the two differ right now, when there's not a definitive line anymore for some people with work and home.
2: Yeah, it's been a difficult time, hasn't it? As you say, occasionally you have to walk around the block just to feel that transition from home or work <laughs> or, or quickly sort of, I don't know, do something different before you go and pick up the kids from school. It's, uh, for me, it has been a walk around the block, just to sort of feel like I've got a commute.
0: <laughs> I was literally just having a hissy fit because the, the Wi-Fi started acting up and I wanted to tell all three kids, get off your devices for a minute. I mean, I'm trying to work here. You know, I just took a shower because I got ripping and running and we had a family emergency and it's like, but I got to work. And and my son is literally texting me right now. Can I have a pizza? I'm working. I'm not here. I am invisible. You don't see me, you know? And it's, it's you know, we, we're we tested as coaches because we, we enforce boundaries, 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 boundaries. But it's like the more that we say, listen, I'm not here. I'm working. The more it's knocking on the door and hey, can I use it? I work. I work. I promise you. I work. I promise you. I do. So yes, but I do have on sweatpants. We're not going to talk about what's below the chest.
2: <laughs> we never talk about that. <laughs> thanks to Zoom, when we actually have to go into the office, we're going to have to remember to take our pajamas off.
0: <laughs> we have to buy a new bottom. wardrobe now. <laughs> also, yeah. Also. <laughs> Well, Eddie, yeah, you got something
1: to say, Eddie? Oh, I was just you gonna know, say, you know, I, I think um doing multiple types of assessments is, is a great thing. Um, because it allows you, just like you said, Charlotte, to give you a a broader, a, a more defined view of who you are and how you operate, right? And I like how you said, you know, hey, in stressful situations, hey, this is how I'm performing. This is how I react and those kind of things. And I think that's a really great thing because when we know what those things are, you know, it's like those triggers, you know, hey, I don't need to go in this place right now. I'm at work, you know, but if I know what my strengths are, if I know what my gifts are, if I know what my my energy leadership um, uh, assessment tells me and those kind of things, we can better, I'll get into a place of flow, I guess is a probably good way of putting it. So, so yeah. I think
2: it's flow, Eddie, but it's also choice. Yeah, that, you know, no longer sort of feel that you default into a particular reaction, but you suddenly actually have, let's say, this wider perspective Mm -hmm. and these different tools at hand. And then you can choose. You know, you don't need to be feeling stuck when stress hits or feeling sort of overwhelmed. And maybe you do. Maybe you still need to go there. But the question is, how long do I stay there? And then which of my strengths can I pull on to get myself into a better place? or to be able to find the opportunity in whatever I've just been hit with. So I I like the idea of being the freedom of choice (laughs) that that you can then use your strengths as and when needed.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that.
3: Yeah, I like that image too, because I can see my brain's like swirling around now thinking about that, how different people dependent on your strengths how you would process things, how you would process when you don't have the energy, or you know, you're going to be in a stressful situation, you know, this is going to be your reaction. So it is like, then you can look at your strengths. It's like, okay, this is going to happen. I know this is going to be my reaction. So what strengths of mine do I need to pull up today and rely on so that I can get through this process
2: in the best possible way? Totally, I think asking yourself questions exactly in terms of sort of what is it that I need today? What is it that I can use today? And and also that level of self-compassion. If we believe that we're always doing the best that we can with what we have in the moment, something that I have to often remind myself of that actually sometimes you've only got 80% capacity. That's okay. As long as you're giving it all, that's okay. And other times you're gonna have more. And so, as you were saying, with the strengths, you know, what can I pull on? What's going to be most valuable and possibly also what's going to be the easiest? Because if you're already in a really challenging position and you need to pull out maybe a strength that requires a little bit more energy to pull together, maybe it's a tough negotiation or something, it might well be that you take an easier route to facilitate your life and to be able to sort of pull on that gem of wisdom or whatever that strength is that is able to transition you to the next point Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if that makes total sense
3: but yeah leaning into you know whatever strength is going to help you with that but also sometimes it's a matter of um leaning out i don't know if that would be the proper way to say it but to retreat retreat (laughs) Retreat or kind of um Like, okay, learner, you're not going to play today. I'm sorry. I have to really focus today to get something done. So learner, you've got to sit out, sit today out. You know, so sometimes we have to have, look at our top five or top 10 strengths and know which ones do we need today and which ones do we need to say, "Mm, not today, you can't come out to play, you know, because
2: you won't help me get to the goal today. But that brings you back to conscious choice. Once you've got that awareness, You've then got the tools to choose and you know, as you, as you know, you, you, de- you don't default into the learner, which is gonna get you totally distracted probably and very engaged in something totally different. But you then can sort of say, actually, I'm aware that you tend to pop up at this point. I don't need you at the moment. I'm gonna use <laughs> my number one, number two, number three strength instead, because that's gonna get me to my end result, end goal, just that little bit quicker.
3: Right. And I could say that off the cuff so easily because now my learner wants to go figure out what energy leadership index is instead of saying focus on what I need to do when we're done recording this. Uh,
2: I will tell you all about it. It's my total passion. So you can, you can ring me up, Sherry, and I will. Okay. With with everything because it is. Tell us.
0: um, I'm dying to know. I'm so Look, my ADHD is trying to get me to open this other screen and check it out while y'all are talking, but, but just go ahead and tell the world
2: because I'm all in. All oh, right, Brilliant. Well, then uh, I went to a coaching school called IPEC, which is the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. And the, the founder was a man called Bruce D. Schneider, um, psychologist by background. And he did a 10-year research study. And from that came energy leadership. And so he basically identified and, and you know, it's, nothing's really very, very original anymore. Everything's pulled on different research. But he, he's the concept is that we all view the world through different filters. And those filters are based on our values, our experiences, our assumptions. And those filters either limit what we see, a little bit like tunnel vision, or they expand what we see like a prism. And that's really going to impact how we perceive and what we think about certain things situations let's say and that impacts how we show up filters which could be really holding us back from seeing our strengths from seeing our full potential of of what we're able to really experience in life and so the the energy leadership index assessment is an attitudinal assessment that I was saying. So not a personality-based one, it's attitude. And I I like to describe it to clients, it's a bit like having an X-ray of your brain or holding up this mirror to uncover these attitudes, these perceptions, these behaviors. And it reveals really the specific filters that you've developed and how those filters influencing the results that you're and what there are seven different levels you then have a really really clear picture of yourself and then you know what you need to work on you know maybe when stress hits you go straight into this level one about apathy lethargy you know feeling stuck indecision replaying things in your mind never really getting anything done now once you know that and you're aware you go there you've then got some decisions you know how is this serving me when I stay here what is what happens what actions do I take and what's the overall result is that where I want to be so it's again about bringing back awareness and bringing back choice. And then with a coach, you can then really work on shortening that period of time that you might stay in those lower levels of energy, which keep you stuck, which keep you in that sort of, let's say frustration, resistance, um, you know, resentment, all those feelings that actually stop progress. And you can spend more time in the higher levels, which are to do with, innovation, creativity, service to others, um, flow. So all of those, it's about really again, gaining awareness and it's not about reaching the highest level, but it's about being aware of the energies you've got and then being at choice in terms of which energy level might better serve you for the situation that you're currently in. So I I love it, it's really a self-awareness tool And it gives people to play and and to work with, um, and it helps people specifically when they're under stress to sort of shorten that stress response or stress reaction and get to a point where they're able to respond and choose a different level that's going to really help progress them and get them the, the, the results that they're looking for.
3: Sounds like there's a lot of overlapping with the Clifton Strengths, that it really does. Um, there's a late that's very similar, but then there's that distress and everything. But it's interesting, As I'm listening to that. It's like, oh, yeah, we do that with the brings and needs and this and that. So it, it's, I, curious to look up, look it up and see how it differs and how it's very similar to the Clifton strengths and more depth. So well, thank you for I sharing that. I think what's that.
2: great is that, is that these things can complement each other. Exactly, um, exactly. And, and it's recently been rated by Forbes mm-hmm. as one of the top 11 assessments that all leaders should take to really identify their strengths and weaknesses and that missing link. What is the missing link? That's stopping you from performing as well as you possibly could.
0: Nice. Sorry, I was taking notes. Um, The the Forbes top ten assessments for leaders. I was writing it down because I'm collecting them. I'm I'm really interested to know (laughs) what the differences are and what gaps they will fill. But awareness for me, I feel like I've been in a season of awareness and just kind of shouting that out from the rooftops because. You know, once you know who you are, and and Eddie said this earlier, once you know who you are, then you know what you can do and what you should do. You know, for the beginning of our lives, we we often do what we are either told or what we have to do, not what we want to do. I know I say it to everybody that I had a midlife, midlife crisis at 35 and then another one at 40. It was like I had a midlife, midlife crisis and then a midlife, midlife crisis. And then it's, you know, I'm sure I'll hit something else, but it's really asking yourself that question. Like, what am I good at? Who should I serve? And what do I really want to do? And how long do I want to do it? Because you've got a lot of people now who have a career where they just went to work. They had a job, not necessarily even a career where they were just doing something for 30 years to get social security and retirement. Well, let's be realistic. That's, that may not even be what the rest of us wind up getting you know, we have to figure out what it is that we want to do and, and, and get in that flow and get addicted to that flow. Like it is okay to use that word when it's good, you know, when it's good for you, because I find myself having these conversations, like how did the panels come about? Because it was an accident. Accidental leaders accidentally lead. (laughs) We create trends. We do things and find out that it works and we stick with it. But you kind of got to honor that too. You know, it's, it's knowing that you may not even know what you're good at, but if people are attracted to you, that's where you kind of mix in the spiritual element, the, the energy element, the, the education element. You know, many of us have degrees in things we don't use, or we got degrees in things and we circle back around 30 years later and use it. Regardless, like all of it matters. You've got so many people who feel like their experience doesn't matter, they feel like their trauma doesn't matter. They feel like their pain doesn't matter. Their story doesn't matter. All of that matters because it's influential. And you have to influence yourself first. Many of us lead accidentally. We go out there and we start something. And then we realize that we're more influential than we even thought we were. And the results wind up influencing us, strengthening us. But what we're all trying to say is there's an easier way to do that if you just start from the front, you know, do the work, you know, take the assessments. And then I'm an emotional intelligence buff. So when you were talking about self-awareness, Charlotte, pff, all day, I didn't know I was an empath. I didn't know I had high emotional intelligence until recently. And then when I found it, I've, I've been buying all the workbooks and everything ever since. And now I'm aggravated with people. Cause I'm like, why wouldn't you wanna have higher emotional intelligence? What is wrong with you? but I have to realize the whole world is
2: not like me. Well, they haven't reached you yet. (laughs) Ah, I (laughs) like that. They're a few steps behind. (laughs) You know, this is new for you. Just give them a bit of chance to to catch up. (laughs) I like that.
0: I like that philosophy better. It sounds nicer. It's
2: more eloquent. But I, I do think one of the, if we're looking at a couple of positives of COVID, I do think a lot of people are asking themselves questions. What are my strengths? what do i enjoy doing i currently don't enjoy my job i hate working from home you know all these things are starting to hit them in the face a little bit more than they would i think they were tolerating before a lot of people were just tolerating and covid has pushed people to to either break meaning they're no longer tolerating and they're they're able to ask themselves questions if not this then what you know if not this job then what is it that I want to do? I've never seen so many companies starting to offer really flexible arrangements to staff. There are so many jobs out there offering remote working. You can go and set yourself up in Portugal or back in Hawaii. For us in Europe, who think Hawaii is like the best place um, because everything's possible now. And I think that's that's really helped people ask themselves questions and see that actually there's, there's I'd like to say it's limitless, but I think we're the ones that create the constraints and the limits. And actually, companies are now giving more flexibility in order to keep people on board. And that's a really exciting point. You know, get your strengths in order, know what you're good at, know what fills your cup, you know, where you're in the flow. And then truly the world's your oyster. And COVID's really opened that up for people. So you know, I, I'm, I'm quite excited by the possibility in terms of sort of what you can do and where you can do it from. You know, we're no longer having to be in a city anymore if we don't want to be. We, we could be on a desert island with brilliant internet. <laughs> you know, everything is possible and that's, that's exciting. And we just need to get our strengths in place and and then, and, and then have the courage to take the action because it's not an easy feat. Still, you have to sort of get over some fears, but have the courage. But that brings back to Sherry's point that actually, once you know your strengths, you grow in your own abilities. You've got that confidence and then courage comes a little bit more naturally. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh my gosh, Charlotte, that was so good. There were so many things. It's like, oh, I have so many things I want to say, but I'm going to start with what you just ended with, with the courage. And I think that is the beautiful thing with the strengths is because sometimes when you, you know them and you guys have maybe felt the same thing with the spiritual gifts and the energy is once you know it, you can't unknow it anymore and you can't not do something about it. Like it's almost to me, it's sin. It's like sinning. Like, oh my gosh, I have this gift I have to use. I mean, that's actually what caused me to switch careers, because I realized I'm not using these gifts God gave me anymore. So we got to change something here. And I think going back to what you just said, Charlotte, so beautifully is COVID opened up that big door. And for some it opened up a Pandora's box and for some it opened up just a floodgate of possibilities. And it also going back with the employer, I think they realized We have to be more accommodating if we want to keep the best employees happy. It's little changes like flexible work schedules that makes a huge difference in employee engagement and letting people use their strengths at work and have the life that they want so they can work anywhere and do anything Um, I think think it's
2: it's exciting Mm -hmm. and and it opens the possibility for for mums to come back to work right so let's say you were a senior leader and you went on maternity leave and you want flexible hours just to be able to accommodate the needs of driving the kids to all their different activities and and they they don't offer you that it's a 40-hour week plus the extra that they don't talk about and and you just can't and so actually you're sort of at home frustrated because you can't use your skills, your talents, your the things that drive you. And yet you also want to be a mum. You want the best of both worlds. And that's in a way been the limitation for you to step back into, into organizations. And I think that's exciting to be able to get some of these great talents back into, into companies. You're not losing that knowledge that you're able to accommodate them.
1: Yeah, Sherry, you mentioned um, once you know your strengths and 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 those things as you just mentioned, Charlie, that drives us and everything, it's almost like you want to just scream it out to the world, you know, because you know something that is so great about you, right? We hear so many negative things about ourselves and we see so many negative things. And we're always searching for that one thing that we can hold on to. And all of us have that something that we can hold on to. We just, we have to be willing to tap into it. And I like to look at and think about our strengths and, and our spiritual gifts and things of that nature as an opportunity for us to really move into the core door of continued success. And I call it continued is because we have all reached a level of success, right? But what I think COVID has done also is it has opened us up to see and realize that we've been stuck in this success that we've created and that others have created for us. So we're stuck in this stuff right here. We see it as being success, but it don't feel like success, right? So when we understand those things that make up the best of who we are, it allows us to walk down that corridor. And at the end of that corridor is a door that leads us into continued success. And that's what we ultimately really want to go is to continue, continue to keep moving forward um, and everything. You know, I think about, you know, we've been talking about strengths. And um, like I mentioned, I have a program that I created. And one of the things I like to talk about is drivers those things that drive us, you know, our passions, our motivations those things. Many times we don't talk about those things. And those things are very important because those are the things that are going to keep us moving every day. That's going to give us reason to get up and go, right? And, and, and to add to that, our values. We don't talk about that enough. you know. But a lot of times the reason we have conflict with others, it's not because it's a bad person. Our values are different. So I think a lot of times we miss out on just the simple things because we don't understand who we really are. So it's hard to understand who's, who so- someone else is unless you understand who you are first.
2: Yeah, and, and I think also understand why you re- how and why you react to certain things. Because I think you're totally right. When, when you let's say you're working for a company and it just doesn't feel like, there's, there's just this misalignment. It can be absolutely as you were saying, Eddie, just to do with your values mm-hmm. and not being honest with yourself in terms of what you value and what's important for you and sitting in a company that values something different doesn't mean it's right or wrong, it just doesn't fit you. Yeah. And so having that clarity on values and and I think values, I'd love to say it's easy, but they're not easy right. because you've got values that have been imposed on you, let's say that you know your parents have given in a way they've they've enforced certain values and you haven't even realized it because you've picked it up subconsciously and you've got those that you're choosing and you've also got those fear-based values. So sort of really where you're thinking that um, you you act, you do it in order to avoid something else. So that values I, I, I think are fascinating and at the same time need a certain amount of work to get to a point where they are truly yours by choice and haven't been enforced or you're not doing it to avoid something else or be you feel you should you should have the value of family when actually you value something else and that's okay family is there but it might not be in your top three
1: yeah you know it's fun I'll tell you a quick story about values so um this program that I have values is one of the uh is an exercise that we do and there was one young lady in the program she was um, not pleased with her job and her career and where she was at and and everything, and we're going through the whole process with talking about values. And she did the the exercise that I had put together, and she had an aha moment. And what she realized is that it wasn't that the company was bad. It wasn't that the people that she was working with was bad. It was the fact that her values were different than the values of the people around her and that opened up her eyes to a whole totally different world so she started to approach those around her at work a little differently realizing that we all are different right and as a result of that what was so cool is probably about 8 9 months later the company she was about to leave she ended up getting promoted to be a director within within the organization. I was like, wow, that was so cool. But that was her aha moment. And, And still to this day, it's been two years now, but still to this day, she still talks about that. That that was an aha moment for her. But again, it goes back to understanding who we are, understanding the greatness that we have to offer. And when we understand what that is and we understand what those things are, we show up differently every time without fail.
3: I love that story. And I'm hearing in there too is once we understand why other people think, feel, behave in a certain way too. So understanding ourselves, but then we need to understand the people that we're surrounded by, whether it be our family or coworkers or our boss or people we lead. And then we know why they act the way they do, why they do the things they do. And just knowing why that helps just ease that conflict so many times in similar type of scenarios. Uh, my husband and I were just laughing because he was a very, he was, I always say, he was my hardest sell on Clifton Strengths. But once he took it and understood it and allowed me to actually coach him. He's probably my number the number one fan of Clifton Strengths, but he has what's called consistency. He's a battalion chief with our the city fire department. And this meaningless little thing, we were just talking about it here the other day. He has this thing that on and Forgive me if I have the I probably have the dates wrong, but like, let's just say October 1st, they have to switch from wearing short sleeve shirts to long sleeve shirts on April 1st. They're supposed to switch from long sleeve shirts to short sleeve shirts. Doesn't matter what the weather is. And we live in upstate New York. So you never know what the weather is in October or April. But my husband loves that rule. It doesn't really matter to him. That the shirts, it's just his consistency, we realized. It was just big aha here the other day that his consistency loves that rule. And we can't wait to bring that aha moment to, we're actually, I'm working with some of his captains right now because they're all younger guys. They're like, why does it matter, chief? Who cares what shirt we have on? You know, it's like, I'm hot, it's cold, you know, whatever. (laughs) But when they... I just have a feeling when they understand that it's his consistency. That's one of his top 10 strengths that makes this rule so important to him. They will value that rule more and not fight him on it so much because now they understand where he's coming from. So the same thing with the values, when you understand where somebody's coming from, when you understand what their natural talents or strengths are and why they think that way and why they feel that way it just opens up this better relationship with people. And I really think that's really the beautiful thing is having the better relationship with yourself, but then go further with everything we've been talking about today. So you can have those better relationships with the other people in your lives as well.
2: Yeah, I I think it it makes you less judgmental as well um, because you're not seeing things as right or wrong. They're just different and exactly. different doesn't doesn't mean anything different it just means that it it's just not the way you see things but isn't that doesn't that make the world so much more fascinating so so the element of of being able to sort of not judge so much and come with with this air of curiosity how curious tell me more about why this consistency is so important to you you know where else does it show up for you i mean that suddenly increases a really interesting dialogue you, you can have interesting uh, interesting communication and it builds I think it builds a of element of trust between people because they're able to show up for who they are you know it's not the stickler for the rules it's this is something that's important and it's something that drives it's one of his strengths and it's one of his qualities that's probably got him to where he is and that brings an element of acceptance so I think self-acceptance I am this way and it's important and it's one of my strengths and it's got me to the position I'm at because it doesn't just show in shirts, it shows in, in different ways, but it's also about acceptance of other people's strengths who might not be yours.
3: Exactly, exactly. And like you said, Charlotte, how boring would the world be if we all looked the same and we all thought the same and we all behaved the same way. It's like our differences are what makes the world so
0: beautiful and what makes it really go round. So I think in all things, I think one thing that we must um, take into account too is while you're doing the self-work, while you're working on your self-awareness, while you are building your strengths, identifying your strengths, and honoring your strengths, I know we had mentioned something earlier. uh, Sherry was talking and the word obedience came to me because once you identify it and you're not working in your zone of genius or you're not even swimming in the circle of friends that you need to be swimming in or surrounding yourself around the right people, um, it's, it's a matter of being obedient, obedient to that calling. I always say that leaders are marked, you know, yes leaders you know there's the debate are they born or made, but I know that I was marked, I was marked for a certain journey. I didn't really kind of grow into it for a long time didn't really understand how to use it, but I want to just mention you know to our audience, you know listeners just be mindful that while you're doing the work, it may very well come to that you outgrow things. You outgrow places, you outgrow people, you outgrow jobs, you outgrow marriages, you outgrow things because when you don't know who you are, you accept things that you otherwise would not accept. And you therefore do things that you would not otherwise do. You then commit to things, opportunities, jobs, things that you just otherwise would not do. But once you know who you are, once you know what you are capable of, And once you know how to do it, there may be a little bit of shift and change going on. And that is okay. You know, I think a lot of people are stuck in that transition where, you know, you reach a certain point in life and it's just like, you know, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Anika and you know, I like to look at it as, hey, once we know who we are, we got this swagger. We have a swagger about ourselves. Yes. That nobody else can wear. Yes, right.
0: That's
2: right. That's you wanting to shout it from the the rooftops again, Eddie, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. A a swagger. That's right. (laughs) The strut, as we might say in England. You know, you're you're walking just slightly prouder. That's right, (laughs) that's right. I wish
1: the audience could see you doing the strut there, Charlotte.
2: (laughs) you need the high heels to get the proper strut (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) i got it i i got it (laughs)
2: you got them oh i'd love to see i believe you i believe you i'll take your word for
1: that i got it i got what you're saying
3: (laughs) you mean we can't strut in our slippers we've all been wearing at home
1: (laughs) yes that is true right
0: got on slippers as they the say word. in Hawaii <laughs> slippers slippers, slippers. <laughs> yes but you know we talked about confidence and it, it it looks different it smells different it feels different it is different and um you know it's, even as entrepreneurs like you know you look like that wet puppy you know, when you're first starting out and then you, you get into the flow of things, you get a coach, you, you know, you make some connections, you feel different, you look different. And they're like, Hey, you're a little different than you were when I met you. Oh, cause I done learned some things. I, done, I know some things and, and now I know where, where I need to be, but no, I, I think this is extremely more than I could have asked for in a panel. This was ex- an exceptional discussion that could go on and on and on and on. So we may just need to have phases of strengths because never did I know strengths could go so deep. So I just wanna ask each of you, any last words for our listeners, starting with Charlotte?
2: I think for me is don't be afraid to dig deep and get to know yourself better than you possibly do at the moment.
0: And I'll say, don't be scared, don't be scared. Eddie?
1: Yeah, I would just say that, you know what? You know stuff about yourself, but there's more to you than meets the eye. And when you lean into the best version of who you are, there's a swagger that you'll have. I'm going to go back to that, right? But you know what? That perfume, that cologne, it smells different on you. And I think all of us wanna be able to walk around knowing that we're attracting good things from the things that we have to offer. And I think that's what it's all about too, is what do we have to offer to others in a great way? And if we're gonna put up something, we're gonna put something forward, why not put forth our very best? But the only way that we can do that is if we lean in and we discover what makes up our uniqueness.
0: Absolutely. What about you, Sherry?
3: Ditto, ditto to Charlotte and Eddie. And I'm just going to kind of paraphrase from Don Clifton is what would happen if we all started looking at what is right with us instead of trying to fix what is wrong with us. And take the time, as we've been discussing, figure out who that person is at your absolute best and lean into it and own it.
0: I absolutely love that. Now I'm going to go down this rabbit hole of looking up quotes and creating graphics. Thanks, Sherry. Um, No, but Sherry, tell listeners where to find you.
3: Um, So I do have our Navigating Your Leadership podcast, and you can also find me at Sherry Miterco. It's S-H-E-R-I-M-I-T-E-R-C-O.com. And I also hang out on Facebook. It is an addiction of mine. I will admit it way too much. So you can find me over there
0: and on LinkedIn. Awesome. Uh, Eddie, tell listeners how to find
1: you. Yeah, so the best way to find me is by going to my website, which is eddieljohnson.com. That's eddieljohnson.com, real simple. Um, And that is Eddie with an I-E. And I also have a... um, a purpose program as where it allows people to literally tap into these assessments that we're talking about, um, and everything. And, um, you can go to making next level moves.com and there'll be a nice little free offer there for you. Awesome.
0: And your book, passing the test of faith
1: passing the test of faith yes thank you thank you for mentioning that actually you can go to my web when you go to my website there's a tab there for books tell you a little bit about the book that i've written and um, you can order it there by going over to amazon so um, thank you for that
0: absolutely and charlotte tell listeners how to find you all the way in the
2: netherlands so i join you sherry in facebook <laughs> And, and in LinkedIn, Facebook, I, I would prefer not to be there, but I am there way too often. <laughs> um, and my website is nicholsoncoaching.co.uk and Nicholson is N-I-C-H-O-L-S-O-N. So nicholsoncoaching.co.uk.
0: Thank you all for being here, listeners. I hope you got something a value out of this conversation. And definitely check out their websites. And I will share all of their information in the descriptions as well. I want to thank you for tuning into another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika and guests. And as always, stay powerful.